Hello, and welcome to Small Business MBA. My name is Yasmin Ali. In the last episode, we looked at our debtors control or accounts receivable. And we realized just how important managing this is when it comes to our cash flow management. Today, we look at an area where most entrepreneurs feel like they have more control, and that is the flip side to our debtors, our creditors control account. Creditors refers to the people that we owe money to in the short term and generally consists more of our suppliers. These are businesses who trust us to take goods from them, convert those goods into sales, and then pay them back from the proceeds of those sales. Or at least that's the way the theory goes. As we determined in the last episode, there are many issues with this theory. And the pinnacle of this would be our clients not paying us on time. Yet, despite this, most entrepreneurs will tell you that they find their creditor relationships far easier to manage than their debtors' relationships. One of the biggest reasons for this is that despite the fact that we are given lines of credit, we actually don't use them. Instead, we treat these accounts virtually as cash and pay the account as soon as we have the money in the bank. This is often way before the account is due. The reasoning is often that we actually don't want to be in debt and we're actually afraid that we'll spend the money on other things and end up not being able to pay the debt in the end. The question I tend to ask my clients who tell me this, and trust me, there are many of them, is this. Where's the money going? And who's going to spend it? If you're in charge of your business's bank account, this money can't just disappear. And if you're a responsible spender, that very same money will still be sitting in your bank account when your account is due. Now, I hear a lot of you arguing that this actually isn't a big deal. So what if you pay your accounts early? You know what it's like to not get paid, and you're just trying to avoid putting another business through that sort of pain. That is indeed very admirable. But what if an opportunity comes up and you don't have the cash in your business to take advantage of it? Or what if an emergency occurs in your business? Or what if someone doesn't pay you and this causes cash flow problems in your business? The fact is, having cash in your business is leverage and opens up the possibilities of both opportunities or even just thinking space in your business. In addition to this, we hardly ever ask for settlement discounts or discounts for early payment. And these are actually standard practice in business. I mean, if you think about it, when you settle any account early in your personal life, isn't there some sort of incentive or bonus? Yet in business, we do not seem to believe that we're entitled to this. Again, this comes down to us seeing ourselves as the little guy and believing that somehow we're lucky just to be doing business with these big businesses, let alone to be getting a line of credit from them. We'll bend over backwards to keep them happy and really see ourselves as their customers. What would happen if we started seeing ourselves as their creditors or clients? What would happen if we started taking ourselves more seriously as businesses? And what would happen if we started trusting ourselves to manage our businesses in a better, more efficient, more professional manner. Imagine being able to outsource this function to someone else where you, as the owner, only had to authorize the payments. It was up to someone else to negotiate and manage the relationship with your suppliers. 
This in turn would free you up to do things that your entrepreneur persona needs time to do. In order for this to happen, we need to develop our creditor management policies. This is often one of the most neglected policies in small businesses. After the break, I'm again joined by Samantha Weldon to help us formulate a sound set of creditors' guidelines and policies. Welcome back to Small Business MBA. I'm joined again by Samantha, who spoke to us about debtors the last time, and now she's joining us to demystify the concept of creditors. Welcome back, Sam. Thanks, yes. Okay, so the last time you were here, we spoke about debtors, and we spoke about getting our money from people. This time we're talking about creditors and, and how to manage our cash flow better when we're dealing with our creditors. Mm. So what's the biggest mistake you'd say entrepreneurs make when managing their creditors? Probably what works in entrepreneurs' favor the least um, mm -hmm. with, with creditors is very often entrepreneurs want to pay their creditors right now. Um, and they're losing a big opportunity to manage their cash flow better from that kind of a policy. Absolutely. And, 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 and the thing that I always find highly amusing is, you know, the entrepreneur wants to pay them today. You know, I have the money today, I, I, I will pay them today, but I'm still going to regard them as a creditor, so I won't ask for a cash discount, I won't ask for a trade discount, I won't, I won't ask for any advantage to paying today. Mm. Um, is that something that you've come across as well? Absolutely. And when you ask why they do that, it's very often the, the entrepreneur is not looking beyond the next week or two weeks or the end of the month mm. in terms of their cash flow. So they know what their bank statement is at any time yeah. and they can project forward for just one or two weeks in their heads. Um, also relationships are very important to entrepreneurs so they feel that in order to maintain the relationship they'll just pay the creditor now and then they can relax, the creditor can relax, they can keep that happy relationship and just not think about any of the other advantages of actually keeping having credit terms. So what would, what would some of the advantages be? Because I mean, that sounds, that sounds really great. I mean, everyone sounds happy. <laughs> Everybody is happy. Um, the advantages, of course, are, are cash flow. So frequently you, you're doing work for somebody that's got 30-day or 60-day terms which means you're spending money mm. on that piece of work and you're, you're outlaying cash. You're doing it for salaries. You might be doing it for, for uh, raw materials yeah. as well. You might be doing it for other salaries. And you're not going to get that money back for at least 30 or 60 days. Yeah. So you are now being a bank. So uh, the ideal is always somebody gives you credit, so they give you the goods, um, you add value to that, mm -hmm. you sell that off to a customer mm -hmm. who pays you and you use that money to pay <laughs> your original creditor back. Correct. Yeah. And, and, and yet this is, I mean, to me, this is a, that's a pretty simple concept. Why do, why do entrepreneurs struggle with it? Is it purely the relationship aspect? No, it's not just the relationship aspect. It's, it's, so it's the timing of the cash flows. And it's... The, the inability to see 30 days, 60 days mm. in advance 
what your cash position is going to be. So it's, it's, it's that lack of a cash flow forecast. Absolutely. And I know that cash flow forecast and budget um, are two of the entrepreneur's least favorite words. Absolutely. These are, these are terrifying concepts, <laughs> but they're actually very, very simple tools. And they do take a little bit of upfront work to set up. Yeah. But once they're in place, and if you've got the diligence to work with those tools, they're wonderful. When I've worked in a small growing business, my cash flow forecast was my first favorite tool. I used to open it every single day, move things around every single day, and I could tell you where that company would be in terms of cash flow in three months or six months' time. It made a massive difference to how we mm -hmm. invested in capital equipment, to when we brought staff in, to what um, contracts we would accept and what contracts we wouldn't accept, and also to what suppliers we would use. So let's talk about those supplier, the supplier relationships mm. and knowing which suppliers to use, mm. to use when. Mm. Because um, your, your creditors, your suppliers, can be one of the biggest um, leverages and the biggest assets in your business. Absolutely, yes. So how do you, how do you build that relationship, firstly, with, um, with a supplier? So a personal relationship is always very helpful, especially if it's a supplier of a business-critical product or service. Um, if your supplier is going to prioritize you so that in the time of a crisis you need some kind of, you need urgent assistance, um, you need, you, you can get a contract, but in order to get that contract you need that supply accelerated to you. If you've got a personal relationship, you'll probably be able to, to get that. And that becomes part of a company's IP, in fact. Absolutely. And, and I find that another thing that is, is, is key is communication. Mm -hmm. Because for every small business, um, you know, we're all going to go through cash flow crises. And I tend to do the do unto others rule. Um, so, you know, if you had somebody that wasn't going to pay you on time, you know, wouldn't you want to know? So mm -hmm. in the same breath, mm -hmm. you know, would you say that communication in the other direction is just as important? Absolutely critical. So I've been in a situation in a growing business as well where we've had a cash flow crisis and we've had good supplier relationships. And the suppliers have been in a, in a situation where they don't have a cash flow crisis. And, and because we're a small business, mm -hmm. we... If, if we don't pay them at that time, it's not going to land them in a lot of trouble. And I've been in a situation where I've been able to phone up that creditor, mm. the accounts person at yeah. that company, and say to them, we've got a cash flow problem. We see ourselves getting out of this cash flow problem in a month. What can you do to help us? Can you do anything? Okay, so, but, but, but what if you go to that person and you say to them, look, we're, we're in this position and, you know, we're having a little bit of difficulty, um, but, and, and the person comes back to you and goes, but, 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 but if you don't pay me, I can't pay my, my employees and, and my kids need their school uniforms and, and, and they all need shoes and, 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 but I, so, so I need you to, to, I need you to pay me on time. Uh, how would you handle that sort of situation? I think, I think that's important. And so you need to know who your suppliers are and what their situation is. And this is where it can be very helpful to have as a supplier a bigger, more established company than a smaller company. Because you have to realize that it is, it is going to impact yeah. a, sm a smaller company far more than it will impact a bigger company. If you go to a bigger company, the bigger company is going to look at it and they're going to take things like, 
well, has this person been a good payer in the in past? past yeah. And they'll go, yes, okay. So, so if we delayed it for a month, yeah. how, how, how would that affect us? And they'd go, well, not a lot. So they're taking a little bit of risk mm. because they're bending policy, but because of your previous relationship, because they've got the cash flow, because you're not a significant customer of mm. theirs in terms of cash flow, they can actually allow that to happen. A smaller business, you can't do that. And and of course, you know, they might have policies in place that will go fine, we'll extend your we'll extend your credit for an extra month, mm -hmm. but we're going to we're going to levy X amount of interest on it or um, you know, we're going to have this sort of penalty um, that's on it. Yes. Um, how about uh, how about communicating with your suppliers in terms of part payment? Um, have you mm. ever come across uh, across that before? Yes, yes. And that that is also a very good negotiating thing. If you say to your supplier, as soon as you know that you're going to have a cash flow problem at that time of month, and if you're doing your cash flow forecast properly, you will know. You'll know a month before. You'll know mm. two months before. Mm. Um, that you're going to have a cash flow crisis. As soon as you know, if you contact your supplier and say, this is my problem, can I, have, can I pay part of it now? Can we put a payment plan into place? They'll probably be very, very open to that. I think that, that again, it comes down to this key aspect of communication and being Absolutely, open with, yes. with, with these key stakeholders in your business. Mm -hmm. um, one of the other things that I come across a lot is, yet again, entrepreneurs do not have a payment policy in place. Mm. What would you say is key to having a good payment policy in your business? That would be what you set up front about the timing of your debtors and creditors payments. So if you look at what kind of customers you generally have mm -hmm. and how what their payment cycle is, whether you're going to be waiting 30 days or 60 days or, or whether they're actually going to pay you up front. That should dictate the terms of the, the payment policies that you put in place for or you, you request from your suppliers. Um, then when you contract with your suppliers, you'll probably find a lot of them have their own payment policies. Yeah. And if their payment policy really conflicts with with what you are really... With your ideal situation. With your ideal situation. Going, yeah? Speak to them about it up front. Yeah. If they're not willing to budge on that and you accept their payment policy, you have to stick with it. Yeah. Also, um, in, terms of, in terms of who has um, authorization to, you know, to get you into debt, because as businesses grow, what I find is that you have different people responsible for different things. So you might have somebody that is authorized mm. to, to, to order the stationery, for example. Mm. Um, and you're not directly involved in that. But at the end of the month, you know, that, that, that bill still comes in. So I think that another, another very important um, aspect of your, your creditor policies is who's allowed to actually get you into debt and mm. by what sort of thresholds. Mm. Yes, so assigning uh, levels of responsibility um, payment payment thresholds to those different levels. Um, if it's your if it if it's an admin assistant and they're allowed to sign off on five thousand rand, then that must be very clear. If they are somebody who's more operational and they're allowed to sign off on five hundred thousand rand, that must be very clear. And those agreements need to be put in place up front. And I think that that that's where um, internal communication comes into comes into play in a very strong way as well because. Yes. Um, 
you as the entrepreneur still need to be on top of everything. You as the entrepreneur, mm. um, as much as you know, they might have the authority to, mm. um, you know, to sign off on whatever mm. on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, especially in a small business, you still need to know exactly um, what your business is responsible for because at the end of the day, it's your business. Mm. And this is where a budget is such a helpful tool. If those people that you've delegated those um, responsibilities for, for procurement to have a budget with which they need to operate in, then you can always, you can monitor quite mm. clearly the budget against what their actual spend is. And you'll see very, very quickly if they're going over that. And they'll also know what their boundary is as well. And I think, I think just the very simple tool of internal meetings, you yeah. know, a, a fortnightly um, internal mm. meeting just mm. to see, mm. you know, where are we? I mean, one of the things that we, that we spoke about on the show a few weeks ago was actually being open about, about, about the finances, especially within small businesses, mm. because your employees know what's going on anyway. Mm. So given that, you know, they are getting you into debt, um, you know, let's open up everything and let's see mm. exactly mm. Where, mm. where the business is mm. financially. Yeah, and your basic payroll, sorry, your basic accounting packages now, the, the tools that are in those packages are so simple to use. So when you set up your budget and you code those different expense items, um, when, you, when, when those expenses are captured, and so long as they are captured on time, which mm. is also exceptionally easy now with, mm. with the accounting software that's available, yeah. you'll be able to see that budget against the actual spend instantly at any time from any place. So the budget monitoring, the spend against budget monitoring has become very, very easy to do. So becoming comfortable with using those tools, understanding the, the capability of those tools mm. and how to use them is, is absolutely imperative and it's really not difficult. And I think that's, that's kind of where, where I want to I end this. Because the technology has made it easy. Mm. <laughs> the advice is out there, you know, um, the tutorials online make it so simple. So with regards to all aspects of finance, mm. it doesn't have to be so complicated anymore. Would you agree with mm. me? Absolutely, yes. So, so know, what you, know what your packages have and use those tools as much as you can. And, and also, you know, keep that communication open. Yes. Um, with your with your suppliers because at the end of the day they are going to be the ones that are either going to help you build this business or they're going to be the ones that break the business. Correct. <laughs> Samantha, thank you yet again for joining us on the Small Business MBA and as always it's been very enlightening. Thank you. After the break, I give you some key tips on how to better manage your creditors' accounts. Join me for that. Welcome back to Small Business MBA. Today we're talking creditors, and I'd like to wrap up by just going through three key points that we've discussed today. The first key point is when to pay our creditors. Now, while it's really important that we pay them and that we pay them on time, it's also just as important to know that it's okay to keep that money in your business. Keeping money in your business's bank account gives you leverage, and it kind of makes you look like a grown-up business. As soon as money comes in, when you're paying it out to your credit, it looks very, it looks, it looks chaotic. 
and it makes it seem as if you're not quite sure what's going on in your business. Also, to an investor or to a bank manager even, it also does give that indication that you actually don't trust yourself with your business's money. And a lot of the time, I know that that's true. I know that you're scared that things are going to happen and that it's going to eat away at your cash and that that safety margin is going to be gone. And then you're going to have to go to your creditors and tell them, well, we can't pay you. But the fact of the matter is having the money in your bank account and keeping it until a determined time when you have to pay them actually does help your business gain leverage and gain credibility. The other important thing to remember is pay your priority suppliers first. I'm going to say that again, your priority suppliers, in other words, the ones that you need to supply you in order to keep your business going. Now, in terms of a priority supplier, I always say a priority supplier would be your landlord. Your landlord can lock you out of the business at any time. Your priority suppliers are the ones that will shut your business down if they aren't supplying you anymore. You know who these are in your business, and it's important for you to keep open lines of communication with these priority suppliers. Speaking of priority suppliers and communication, it's really important that you keep the channels of communication open, especially during tough times. When times are tough, typically your key suppliers are going to be the ones that are going to believe in you the most. And they are going to be the ones that are going to extend you longer lines of credit. They're going to forward you even more goods so that you can keep your business going in order to pay them at a later date. It's not important to them that you missed a day's payment. It's important to them that they knew that you were going to miss this payment. Remember that every business started somewhere and every business owner remembers what it was like to go through those hectic cash flow periods. As long as you play open cards and you are clear in terms of your cash flow forecasts and when it's going to be viable for you to pay them reasonably, your suppliers will typically be kind to you and extend you those extra lines. If your situation changes again, and those, those, those payments don't come in as expected, and you need to extend those lines even further, it's even more important to communicate. Never be seen to be hiding away from somebody that you owe money to because that breaks trust immediately. And at the end of the day, the most important thing in business is trust. I hope that you found this episode of Small Business MBA informative and that this will help you manage your creditors better. Until next time, goodbye.